Welcome back, everyone, to another Monday Weekly Live here at the Slapstacks YouTube channel and podcast network. My name is Aaron. Join my Nate today. Nate is back. Last week, he was flying back home from the National, but now he is back here. Welcome back, Nate. Uh, thank you. Uh, we I am back, and if you are new to the live stream today or you weren't on the PWCC live stream last night, you'll notice that Aaron has really gone fancy on us uh, and put in a uh, Slabstocks LED sign. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very cool. Um, also, by the way, anyone that was at the PWCC Flip Quest last night here on the uh, Slab Socks Live and knew that Hank had to jump in the lake, the deed has been done. He has jumped in the lake, and the video will be revealed here very soon on the Slab Socks, Slab Socks Instagram page. So I'm pretty well, excited about that. I will be sending $10 into the uh, into the uh, Slab Socks Camp Kesson charity page. Mm-hmm. As will I. As will Timothy Cannon, if he's listening here, uh, just know that it did happen and we will be posting a video. We'll also post the YouTube shorts. But before we get going with today's live stream, I want to point out one thing is that also from last night's FlipQuest stream, Nate and a couple other people claim that there were stadium cards in like every single year of Top Flagship, which I have received a message now that just says not true at all from Bangers and Wax on Instagram, a good uh, F1 buddy that says that they were only in 2019 and it was an eight to 10 year stretch before they got put in. They have not been put in since. Well, there you go. (laughs) So I was crazy again, not something I'm paying attention to, even if I do rip it, you know, (laughs) exactly, exactly. And, uh, he's been searching for an orange giants Oracle park one for forever. So I'm assuming if he's been searching for one for a long time, that he very well knows the set more than us. What's up Dylan. And what is up tech? Good to see you all. Shout out to tech. Uh, we'll say why in a little bit. But today we are talking about is the market bouncing back? A lot of people in the last six months to a year obviously have seen a lot of different sports cars decline in price. Certain ones increase in price, like Lamar Jackson downtown gold vinyl PSA 10. Uh, but there's also been a good amount of stuff in the last month that we're looking at that actually is starting to get a little bit of a resurgence, a little bit of action back to it. And looking at all the different monthly indexes, a lot of them have dropped in a much smaller capacity than they were in June and May before that. Um, they're kind of starting to stabilize the drops to where almost you start to think maybe two months from now you might start to see some gains as the new seasons are starting up for like football, basketball, and hockey. Um, baseball is hitting the playoffs and F1's hitting the second half of the, the season. And, of course, soccer Premier League started this past weekend as well. So is it like a runaway uh, real quick, fair stop? And is he basically just a runaway at this point? Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless something drastic happens, like he DNFs like five times in the last like nine races, and Ferrari wins like six or seven of the last nine. Yeah, he pretty much is gonna win. It's it's like last year it was him and Lewis all the way down to the end. This year it's just like with the Ferrari's issues and Mercedes not being as good to start the season, but now they're really good. Now Lewis is podium five straight <laughs> races. Um, yeah, but next year should be super competitive. I have very high hopes for next year to be extremely competitive with Mercedes getting even better. Uh, before jumping into the rest of the content for today's stream, I want to shout out that there from a week from today is the deadline to have. Well, actually, it's it's less than a week from today. Uh, the last day that you can have cards delivered to us to make it into the August 15th SGC submission is the 14th. And the 14th is a Sunday, which means that they have to be to us by Saturday the 13th. So if you're sitting here tonight on Monday night or you're listening to this on Tuesday morning on podcast, Please, please, please get your submission together and go to slabstocks.com slash grading. We have the August promo going right now. This is the only time this promo is going to be offered for all of you. It is the grade five, get one additional free. As you can see here, we made up different coupon codes to kind of work with everyone's different grade amounts that they want to do. Last week, we just had one coupon code, the NTL22. This week now, we have NTL22 gets you the one additional free for grading five cards. 
NTL222 gets you two additional free for grading 10 cards, and that's so on and so forth. Like, if you go down to grading 50 cards, you get 10 free, so the code is NTL2210 for 10. Um, pretty self-explanatory, but uh, I hope and, that everyone... Uh, if I wanted to grade 500 cards, NTL2250? Uh, no, we do not have these things scaling all the way up to 500. Please contact me if you want to grade over 50, info at slabsocks.com, because it would take me a long, long time to build all these different coupon codes out. But we do have it up to 50, and someone actually did just put through a 50 or 60-card order today. So if you are interested in grading in large capacities and getting that, that code to work, please let me know. Um, we can set that up super easily for you. And the link is right now in the YouTube comments. It's also in the description of this video. Uh, but like I said, get, get in your order soon. Tech just sent his out today. What's up, Bad Luck City? Good to see you. And this comes down to around like just under $20 a card right now. So it'll normally be $23 a card, which is going to be the lowest you can find. But uh, right now it's just right under that $20 amount. Just for August, though. Just for August for the promo. Um, we already had a submission to actually go out right when we got back for the National for some of the stuff we bought there. Um, and a couple other people's cards and it got, it arrived on Friday, the fifth, of course, then it's the weekend. So not business days. And Nate, it was already graded today. Arrived wow. on Friday, the fifth already graded today. So that's like what one and a half business days of it turnaround time. Technically from the time it arrives to the time it's graded. Pretty crazy. I'm expecting it to get shipped out tomorrow. So, or the that's day amazing. after it should be like right at three business days, which is unreal. And also, here's just a screenshot of the order form on the website. It's extremely easy. Go to the order form on the website, slabstacks.com slash grading. Start filling it out. You can either submit via uh, manual entry or upload a spreadsheet. If you have a spreadsheet with a bunch of cards on it. And then also, if you see this right here, the semi-rigid holders, it says optional. But you do have to select how many semi-rigid holders you need us to uh, you know, provide for you when you ship us your cards. Uh, if you send us in top loaders, we're going to have to change them out into semi-rigid holders because when we send in submissions with multiple hundreds of cards, they all have to arrive in card savers, so it's easy for them to take them out so they don't damage them. Um, but because of that, you'd ha then have to order them from us or you put them in your own semi-rigid holders before they come to us. If you're like, what the heck is a semi-rigid holder? If you know what card savers are, um, Cardboard Gold makes them. These are where card savers are. Well, that's actually not the actual card saver. Do you have a, yeah, do you have an example? This is the actual card saver right here. It's like pretty... It's wait, pretty wait. Thin. Can we make you a little bit bigger? <clears throat> yeah. All right. There's a card saver in my hand right now. It's got the little lip at the top. It kind of pops open like so. You can see me through it right now. You need to slide your card in there and send it to us, or we'll replace them for you. You just got to make sure you order them on the website. Um, and then we're all good to go. So please check out slabstacks.com slash grading. Like I said, get your cards in ASAP because that first submission does get sent out in the mail August 15th. If they arrive on August 15th, they're going to get included in the August 30th send-out submission. Very important to keep in mind. For last night's podium on the uh, PWCC Weekly Auction number 29, that Lamar Jackson we talked about a million times throughout last night in 5-5. Five five. So for $21,600, you got a Kobe Flawless uh, Greats that ended at $17,400. And then an Otani Gold Refractor Auto at 50 PS at 10 ended at $13,800. And the public has made it known through early voting that Kobe Bryant would be the best bang for the buck of all those. And I understand that for sure because it's a Kobe patch auto. You can see the two and the four on the patch, which is pretty sick. But there's also so many Kobe autos out there <laughs> um, to where if you're thinking about like what's the most unique piece I can get, it's obviously Lamar Jackson. Also probably the most risky on this list too is Lamar Jackson. So... MVP going to lead his team to the playoffs again. No big deal. Well, it's definitely the most risky regardless of what you say, Nate, I think. Exactly. Oh, I mean, I guess some people could argue the Otani gold auto also. Kobe, I guess maybe you could say Kobe because there's so many Kobe autos out there, obviously, like between Flawless and Panini products. Either way, people made their minds clear. 
And then we had a couple trenders here. One up, one down is Zion's Green courtside rookie number five BGS nine point five sold for ten thousand five hundred dollars. That is a fifteen percent increase from two months ago. But Wander dropped twenty five percent from two months ago. Been injured, has been a little bit you know in a slump, as Nate pointed out in our market report. That's going to be releasing very soon this year. So the worst time to sell is during injury or a slump, and people are happening to do both right now with Wander, which seems to not be a great call, right, Nate? No, a terrible call. Um, <laughs> if he was if he had been playing hot and was just injured, that's one thing. If he was just slumping, that's another thing. But <laughs> having had played poorly and then gotten injured, you're getting the double whammy there of market drops. I don't know why you'd sell right now. It's it's insanity to me. Seriously. And Zion Williamson is 62% voted on for, yes, a good buy right now, which is kind of funny because I feel like it's kind of been in the good buy category for a few months now. Eventually – Maybe he becomes to not a good buy, and instead it's a good sale or a good sell. We'll have to see as the season leads up. Here's a cluster of cards you could have bought for around $100 or less last night as well. Notably, you could have gotten that sick Rafael Devers, actually. I mean, from 2018 tribute of 99 for $103. That is in on that. That's pretty sick. And if you like football, there's a CD Lamb and Chase Young there uh, going for around 100 bucks. But now on to today's main segment, which is going to be talking about is the market rebounding? And what made me first think to do this little topic here is, one, the Nationals is done. But, two, we had some cards sell last night during our FlipQuest episode that made me think, huh, maybe some people, not the Nationals done, they either sold a bunch of cards there or they you know, bought and sold cards that they had that came back with them from the National, whatever it is. They're sitting at home. Maybe they have more money to spend, whatever it is. You know, Summer's winding down, less travel, less vacation, kids are getting ready for school. So we had some cards that sold last night and some cards that sold the week before the National. So it's actually a perfect comparison because they're basically the same cards. So before the National, we had this Max Verstappen Purple Refractor out 399 SGC 9.5, sold for $48 seller net to us. Um, that's the amount of money we received for selling that card on July 24th. Now, last night, it's not the exact same card, but it's pretty darn similar. It's just a different picture of him smiling. Uh, the same Purple Refractor out 399 SGC 9.5, sold for $80. That's about double the the sales for us right there. $80 after the national, $48 before. Now, the only thing I'd say about Max is that it has become more clear since the last race in Hungary that he probably will end up winning a second straight title. Although that probably still could have been assumed before Hungary. So, I mean, I don't know if that's enough to swing a double, just that specific, you know, sentiment. Next up will be Lewis. This is his uh, SGC Refractor 10 for his driver number two card. So for $43 before the national. Oh, these are sales. Yeah, these are our sales. I said that. All, all of them? Okay. Yep. And But then we'll jump into, obviously, other cards, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this one sold for $43 before the National. The exact same card sold for $63 last night after the National and into August. Now, Lewis also just podium for a fifth straight time. But still, I think that's a pretty big increase on a card that, you know, for that much cost. And then we've got the Monaco Refractor SGC 10 of Lewis Hamilton. We sold for $26 before the National on auction. And last night sold for $44. So not double, but it's still a substantial increase. And that's just three cards I picked out that were pretty much the exact same. Oh, just kidding. There's a fourth here. So this one sold for, excuse me, for $22. This refractor SGC 10. This is from France. And then last night sold for $47. So over over double last night. Um, clearly, the sales were much better last some night. People, than... Some people are asking why you sold uh, any before the national. Well, we had doubles or triples on just about every single one of those cards I just showed. So I figure at least sell also one or two makes before. Good content now, so. It does make good content. Look at that. We found out it was an A-B test, Nate. I was thinking about it. <laughs> well, 
regardless if I was thinking about it explicitly or not, it still was the thought about sell some before then sell some after. And now we got to here where the sales were just about double on all the cards after the national and then before, which is crazy a thing. And that's not happening for like every single car that's selling in the marketplace. Obviously not even all the ones we sold last night. This is like four of the seven that we sold, um, but, it, but still it's a good reminder to people that timing, everyone knows it, but sometimes you're just like, I'm just going to get my cards up and sold. Who cares? Timing was a hundred dollar difference between you know under a hundred dollar cards being sold sold four yeah. of them and there was a hundred dollar plus difference in a week oh two weeks and that was only just from waiting to click list on weekly auction <laughs> literally that was it you know that would just been like it was an extra hundred dollars right there um yeah. but yeah really really cool to see i'd say and at the same time that made us think you know last night and today well is the market rebounding in other aspects because like i said Looking at car ladder, looking at sales volumes, looking at indexes, you can kind of start to see some stabilizing um, and maybe some bounce back in certain places. So what I, we have here is the chart of this daily sales volume on sales that they verify in car ladder. So the first week that you see here is all during the national from the 26th up to the 31st. <coughs> that kind of hovered between like $350,000 and $600 in daily sales volume. This one here on August 1st around a million is probably because like a massive card got logged in, you know, $500,000 card or something like that. But after that, the normal days were all like around $600,000 or more, except for one day here on 8-6. Um, and then I think this was probably like a golden auction close or something. It went up to like $2 million. But either way, you can kind of tell that the, the normal day-to-day -day card transactions that are verified on car ladder were higher than the week of the national. That also just has to do with more people spending less time on eBay, PWCC, wherever else during the national, obviously, but still it kind of points to the fact that like, if you're selling, you probably should not be selling online the week of the national, or the weekend before. Um, if you're buying and you aren't able to go to the national, not a bad time to sit on different marketplaces and try to scoop some deals. It's true. That, that's what I'm taking away from it. Uh, and now Nate, let's get into some of the cards that we're seeing that are probably re or are definitely yeah. rebounding in some capacity leading up to their maybe different seasons or different, different moments here. Yeah. And it should be pointed out that obviously we're going to be looking at all cards that are rebounding. Not every card is going to be rebounding. And in some cases, um, there'll be guys, certain guys that are rebounding in the same card of, or, you know, like a PSA 10 that's rebounding, a PSA 9, same card, same guy, is is dropping in the last month. Um, so uh, keep that in mind. These are very specific examples. And um, <clears throat> there's also going to be like, you know, there's reasons some of these guys are going up and reasons some guys are going down. Mike Trout, I was looking at his cards earlier, and he had like 12 that had gone up in the last month, but like 30-something that had gone down in price in the last month. Um so you can, you know, you can cherry pick and, and grab a couple Mike Trouts and say, look, there is a, even if you're injured, you're going up now after the national, not the case. Um, some of them are, but most of them aren't. Yeah, definitely. Very card dependent. But I want to say one more thing, Dave, before you <laughs> kick it off here with Lamar Jackson is looking at the car letter indexes. They track now it's a, it's a, it's quite a bit. It's probably close to like 25 different indexes here between different sports, different eras. Whatever you have, a different population counts and everything. If you sort by quarterly percent change over the last three months, there's only been one index in the green that has increased overall, which is a you know a grouping of cards that make up something. And that was the pre-war vintage index that's grown 0.6% in the last quarter. 
If you look at the last month, it increases to five that have went up in price in the green in the last uh, month now for all these indexes. If you look at the last week, it goes up to eight. Eight different indexes have increased in value in the last week. And a couple of them are really, really close to increasing like soccer and racing and vintage and low end. So I'm not here to say that like all cards are rebounding, obviously, like nature said. It's just interesting to see how time is kind of moving along here and how some of these things are starting to go up in price, go back up in price. And it's obviously, like Nate said, not all cards. There's certain cards you're going to look at and let's just say like, I don't know, a Camrash 2019 Prism Base PSA 10. For that card to increase, it's going to take quite a bit of stuff for it to increase in price. Yeah. And then just uh, setting the table a little bit more, since you kind of worked my gears here a little bit, uh, I try not to take any base cards, right? Try to take one from every sport, and if there's multiples from and, and from vintage, um, and if there's multiples from a sport, I will give the reasoning on why I grab it. Okay. Fair? Yep. All right, so first off, we've got Lamar Jackson, the most disrespected quarterback in the <laughs> NFL. There is a number of quarterbacks I could have grabbed for this, but... I took one of the higher um, movers in the last month in this Lamar Jackson silver pre- premier level, I assume, PSA 9. Um, yep. And uh, you can see that this is one of the rare cards that we have a six-month trend on in this graph that is actually higher than it was six months ago. Um, most of them are higher six months ago, have dipped quite a bit in the uh, July from June to July leading up to the national and then started rising at the end of July. And uh, this is no different, but this is actually significantly higher than it was six months ago, 53% net gain. And I'm, I'm here for it. JK Dobbins officially cleared today. Uh, Lamar Jackson, healthy, the rest of the team, healthy cornerbacks, healthy. Uh, I think the Ravens, <coughs> they were seven and five last year on their way to the playoffs before Lamar got injured. So and talk talk about a team that just had a ton of injuries in general, not just Lamar. Yeah, they were and, very. And, hurt that, that that's the crazy thing is they dealt with a ton of injuries before Lamar went down, and they were still seven and five. Now you get those guys back healthy with a healthy Lamar. Come on, disrespect know, right? Lamar somewhere else. That's Got a few comments here in the chat. One from Dylan saying that Max Verstappen, based on betting odds, is around ninety to ninety-two percent odds of winning the drivers' championship. I would have to say that is yeah for sure um chief what's up everybody how we doing chief tim says good stuff today i'm glad you enjoyed the discussion so far and the d team sports card says will mike trout be re- remembered as david wright 2.0 that is a scary thought that is a scary thought because david david wright uh mike trout shout out david wright number one i love that guy so good but mike trout was the safest outside of tom brady lebron james and michael jordan mike trout was the safest investment you could do in all sports he was under 30. Um, I mean, he's over. He just turned 31 now. But like when people were like, I got to invest in him under 30, already a Hall of Famer, retired that day, would have been a Hall of Famer. You're expecting him to kind of be really good in his early 30s and then slowly fizzle out late 30s and get into the 100 plus win above replacement into the 120, 130, 140, maybe even. Now we're at age 31 season. He's been injured multiple years in a row. He's barely, he's barely getting any games, and he's good when he's in there, but it's uh, it's no longer the safe investment that everyone thought it was going to be, and that's the, kind of the scary thing about cards. Definitely. Super scary, I'd say. And it also tells you that maybe depend whoever it is, it's never a bad time to take profit on a card. Now, you might miss out on a lot of profit down the road, 
But if you kind of keep the engine churning, you'll make it up along the way, I promise. As long as you don't, you know, if you sell one card and take all your money out, yeah, you're not really going to go very um, far. Aaron, there's always a next guy because Jackson Trurio was an unranked prospect before the season by Baseball America. They released their update today, and he was ranked number two. That's insane. From unranked to number two, which just goes to show you that <laughs> there is already always somebody else. And if you had invested early in Jackson Churio, obviously his prices are pretty expensive. You would be raking in the money today. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Moving on to the next card here. Nate, why don't you <laughs> take this one? Because I got a couple coming up I was going to talk about. All right. So this one's a little bit stupid. Only three sale prices. <laughs> but I liked it anyways um, because it kind of just shows you that Still, even a card that only sold three times and basketball, it dropped coming out of the national or in during the national 731 uh, rose back above what it sold back in February when he was playing. Can I point out, I don't know for a fact, I'd have to go and look here, but like that 717 sale around there, it could have been an auction. Um, most likely it was an auction. Just always know that if you're selling something on auction, especially, you know, around the national time or any, even before the national during the summer, you never know who's going to be missing your listing. Um, it's very, very risky, I'd say, to auction off cards during the summer, um, specifically at just random times you might choose. You know, obviously, like what we did last night, selling some stuff in the PWCC weekly, weekly auction when it's an event and people are there to see it, to watch them go down, a little bit different. But if it's just like a random time, like I bought a card on eBay prior to the National that ended at like noon on a Sunday and it sold for like 30% of the value. And I took it to the national and instantly sold it for three times more because it wasn't valued, you know, that low, I just got lucky on the buy. Um, so seriously, like be careful auctioning off stuff during July, especially now we're into August. More people are going to be watching auctions. More people are going to be buying cards. We can already see it, but uh, just know that. And what's up, Dan, how are we doing? And as we go throughout tonight's stream, anyone that has questions, comments, has input on the players we're talking about, feel free to leave them in the in the comments and we'll bring them up. We'll also try to prompt some questions as we go too. Yeah. Next one that we have here is Juan Soto. Nate, you can talk about Juan Soto uh, as a player in a second, but just for this chart specifically, uh, I just want to point out that the $9,000 or that's like an $8,500, $9,000 sale right there, that happened like the day he was traded. I'm sure someone just jumped on and basically offered whatever they could to get one right away more have been listed since he got traded and people are trying to capture that type of sale price. So the next one that sells will be lower than the nine K, but still a huge, obviously increase. So still significantly higher than what it was on June. Oh 20th. yeah. Even if you look at these two points here, it's way higher than these at the bottom. Yeah. And uh, we bring up Juan Soto because obviously it's a nice chart. Um, even an in increase there, obviously the next sale will probably be a decrease from six months ago or whatever. But uh, you have a ton of you have a ton of points here on your chart, and you can see how it bottomed out June into July, and then started rising end of July, um, which is the case with all of these cards. Uh, I will have a second baseball card coming up um, of a guy that was not traded and did not have a the boost in value from a trade or from a projected trade. Got you. Well, we'll look at it in a little bit because first off, we got Sebastian Vettel here. Now, he had a bounce back for a different reason. Um, you know, like Nate brought, there's kind of a lot of different things you got to think about when we're talking about cards that are on the bounce back. And it's not always just related to, oh, it's not July anymore. Oh, it's after the National now. Sebastian Vettel retired or 
announced his retirement. He's still racing through the rest of the season. Right when this card hit the low that it's hit as a PSA 10, which was around like $80, and instantly people went and scooped them up around 200 225 It's not insanely high population card because not that many people are grading base Sapphire Vettels like they were Hamilton's or Verstappen's, but still it led to a rise into August now, and I expect his cards to be pretty stable um, going forward. A lot of people love Vettel, and he's a four-time world champion, which is – just about more than everyone that's raced ever, except for, you know, Hamilton and Schumacher. And I think potentially one more above him at five, uh, but, but still pretty crazy at four straight with Red Bull. And then before Nate's baseball, I added in a couple sales here that weren't on charts. So this one right here is a Josh Allen optic hollow PSA 10. This sold today, hence it not being on the chart yet. Um, but this PSA 10 sold for 16, $1,650 today on a buy it now six days ago it sold for twelve hundred dollars on auction so talking about the auction buy it now deal again an auction sold for twelve hundred there was one sale after at fourteen hundred and now there was the most recent sale today at sixteen fifty so within the last week alone this thing's went for twelve hundred fourteen hundred sixteen fifty and definitely as the season approaches and Josh Allen is just getting like hyped out of the world right now given he's like number one in fantasy rankings the Bills are supposed to win the Super Bowl he's supposed to win MVP that's the makeup of a guy who's going to rise in price quite quickly late up to the season. We'll see what happens from here. Obviously, the guy's got a ton of talent, but another card that's on the rebound. Nate, you threw a Pokemon in here. Yeah, um, I don't know anything about Pokemon, so I may have just chosen the stupidest one, but it was <laughs> at high growth. It had a lot of points on the chart. Um, and as far as I know, Chansey is uh, not uh, playing any sports, and yet... <laughs> End of July into August, what did his prices do? They rose. Probably his or her. It's probably a ambiguous one. <laughs> Fair, but uh, it's still it's still crazy to see that even a non-sport, um, like a Pokemon, and and there is that there is that jut there in the middle of July, right? So you could have said, oh well, it did it twice, but it's even a little bit higher than what it was middle of July. And it's just interesting to me. It's almost like somebody probably went to the national, didn't find what they were looking for, and bought this on eBay like the very next day. Seriously, it's kind of like what it seems like. Um, someone asked, Dylan said, is there a car ladder pro promo? Want to check out the site more? Um, there's not a like certain percent off promo for it, but if you click the link I sent into the YouTube description, it's also in the or into the chat, it's also in the, in the description. Uh, that gets you a free trial that you can start to use car ladder pro and see if it's valuable enough to you um, to sign up. Should I pick up a 2021 Topps F1 hobby? Bad Luck City says, I would not. Uh, if you're speaking about the paper product, I would not pick up a hobby box of it. Uh, the cards don't sell very well. The singles for the paper, and even some of the Chrome ones don't either from 2021. And uh, if I were you, I would just take whatever money that would cost and buy the best 2020 single you can of your favorite driver from the first year release. That would be my recommendation. Yes, Nate. So if nobody cares about 2021 stuff, and yes, presumably sir. nobody will care about 2022. Unless, and, unless, unless Oscar Piastri has. Right. What? Unless there's a big rookie coming out. Like there is people still care about um, Mick in 2021, right. but the rest of it, they don't really care about. And if you're only getting like one rookie a year. Yeah. Uh, then, then hard to, hard to keep value. So does that say to me, I should just buy up all the 2020 because as the years go on, it will still be, hey, buy 2020, buy 2020, buy 2020, despite 2023 coming out, 2024 coming out. And if so, um, 
why am I sitting here buying baseball when it looks like if nobody's going to care about anything but 2020, why should I waste my money on anything else? That's a good question. I mean, all I got to say is if you went to the national and you walk in your, if you had F1 cards that were 2021, you walked up to an F1 buyer, seller, collector, AKA us or other people. Um, I would probably venture to guess you probably would not have a good chance of selling your 2021 cards. Uh, I don't, the only 2021 cards I touched were mixed rookies from 2021. I bought um, an orange refractor portrait of him number out of 25, but Nate brings up a very, very valid point. There's going to be new releases coming out every year for Formula One now. If people don't want them, you know, like, what what does that say for the market? It definitely says that 2020 is going to be the most valuable going forward, but it also means that it's going to cost you the most right now. I mean, that's still the sentiment today is that I only want to buy 2020, not only me, but others too. Um, And it's going to be very, very interesting to see, I guess, because, like, I, as a Pierre Gasly collector and stuff, I see no reason for me to necessarily buy 2020 on cards unless it's a specific card like his Monza win where he had a card that I bought one of. Like that is a very specific type of card though. Um, the only other thing is like in 2023 when Oscar Piastri will have his rookie card, then that set could be valuable given that the scarcity is right. The designs, right. The big problem in 2021 is the design is super ugly. I just can't stand it. Like that's the other problem too. There's just not nice looking cards. Um, another but, thing that I would, there's point only out, one, if there's only one rookie, like, yeah. like, Okay. Irregardless if if 2021 is an ugly card, if it's only Mick Schumacher you're going after. Yeah, and Yuki's got a rookie too, but he's not super softer. Isn't he going to like lose his seat? He he doesn't have a long term agreement yet, or even an extension for next year yet. He could keep it. He probably will keep it. So I guess I guess I'm just curious if like if you're projecting ahead that it's only one rookie a year and that's not going to be enough to keep a product up. Like if you're just chasing one guy out of an entire product and yeah. the product is expensive. It's not worth ripping. The only other thing I throw out there, Nate, is that autos will constantly hold value of these guys from probably all the sets. You just don't want to buy it right out of release because the 2021 autos definitely were more expensive when they get released. But what I will say is that people won't be able to afford like Lando Norris 2020 rookie autos because they're so expensive already. But you can afford a 2021 if you have like a $500 budget. So I think that, that for that reason, it'll keep releases interesting. They're going to come out, I'm sure, with Find Us at some point here, which are very cool autos, I'm assuming. But it definitely, definitely, definitely makes the products less valuable. But at the same time, it makes it affordable to rip. I mean, no one's going to be able to rip like $2,500, $2,020 boxes. But you can definitely rip, let's say, if a finance box releases at like $250, i am sure people will be doing that. So it's a give and take. Um, well, one last point here before we move on, yeah. last point really quick, is that I did hear, Nate, I've never seen this happen before in other sports. They are putting two years of releases in one season. You know how they were delayed? From whatever happened, COVID, everything, 2021 just released at the beginning of this 2022 season. So, like, Mick was a rookie last year, but Mick's rookie cards released at the beginning of this season. They're going to release a 2022 set at the like towards the end of the season. So then they get back on schedule for 2023 coming out, hopefully, like, right at the start of next season, I guess would be the hope. That's two releases in one season. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. That is interesting. I guess uh, I, I don't want to waste any more time. It's just one of those things where it's like, if I'm looking at a cheap purple out of 399 of a dude and it's like he has somewhat of a future in 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 F1, should I be buying a 2020 cheap purple and just sitting on it for years because nobody's they still might want his cards, but nobody's gonna want the subsequent releases and it's gonna be harder to get 2020. Yeah, I mean I I, I would have to say yes. I mean that's what I'd say. Um 
I do have to shout you out though. I mean, Will says, Nate, are you still doing a dinging cores equivalent? Miss that show. Nate, you let him know the details. I am, Will. If you go on to Slab Stocks on Spotify or Apple Podcast, <coughs> right? Apple Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um <coughs> sorry. Got a little little tickle in my throat. Uh, if you go on there and you look up Slab Stocks, you can find it will say dinging corners colon and then whatever the title of the show will be um and jimbo reyes and i from uh jimbro cards or jimbo from kentucky roadshow we have been doing uh dinging corners podcast for six ish months maybe um yeah definitely or five ish months four ish months something like that so uh, we've been we've been doing one two a week for a, a while now so you can go check it out there couple of comments I want to get to quick while we're on the F1 kick. Dylan says, as a signs collector, some people have been buying more of the signs Ferrari stuff in 2021 over his McLaren stuff in 2020. And that's the other point, too, is that as drivers switch teams, you could definitely see a market pop up in certain releases for that type of stuff. Honestly, if the design wasn't so ugly for 2021, I also would want signs stuff from 2021 in the Ferrari gear. Uh, Timo, what's up? I see you said hi. You said, uh, Aaron, I recently picked up an 85-star MJ, second year, number 117. Do you think with the PSA grain, the star number 101 rookie, this will bring attention to star cards? I would have to say yes. It definitely has brought attention to star cards, and it's made people look at them more. As Will pointed out, Timo definitely uh, will bring more attention to him, he says, but probably the pump is already in. Uh, I'd stay on the sidelines right now on the 84 Jordans. Personally, I think it's an ugly card. Some of the stars are decent, at least. Uh, yeah, if y'all didn't see the PSA 8, the newly graded PSA 8 Star 84, they stopped grading them for a long, long, long time because of how many fakes there were out there. Uh, the PSA 8 sold for $115,000 this past weekend on Golden. At wow. the same time, in the same auction, a BGS 8.5 sold for $36,000, which is three times lower. Um, and there's a lot to unpack there. But the but, but I have heard BGS uh, truthers tell me that BGS over any, over everything, so... <laughs> Keep losing that right. money. You you have heard that, but also the the eight point five just did not look good. Like the quarters, honestly, I could never see that card getting a PSA because the corners look so brutal on it. Um, and that thing had a lot to do with the price difference. That's fair. Uh, let's see here if there's any other good questions to pull up here. Will is on it. Will we haven't seen you in here for a bit, so I'm sure you're very giddy to get some questions in. Uh, Trout is already Hall of Fame. We have a Pujols slash Frank Thomas back nine. However, sure looking like it. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Nate, really quick thoughts on DeGrom. Too risky? Uh, question mark. To me, he's clearly the best in the game, just needs to stay on the field. Well, that's the big <laughs> – you hit the nail on the head right there. That's the big thing um, with most guys, Trout included, um, with DeGrom, with a number of other players in recent years for any sport. When they're injured a ton, people start – investing in them less and less and less. And so DeGrom, he's been injured a couple years in a row. Obviously, he's amazing. He's the quickest to uh, – what was that last night? He had the largest amount – or the most strikeouts in MLB history for a guy with his 200 start and the lowest ERA. I don't I don't remember what – the stat was ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> but it just went to prove that how amazing DeGrom has been. Uh, but – if you can't trust him to pitch a full season, there's risk there. And he's already like 34 years old. Definitely. That Man. being said, that being said, he will go down as the most dominant pitcher in an entire generation. And there is value there. True. 
Tom says, I end up winning that PS9 Tops Museum, Ruby, Jumbo Patch, Auto, Bill, Billy Gilmore, uh, 25 all in for $55. Still a good price despite not getting a number. Are you saying a number from Chelsea? Yeah, I don't think he's in the first team right now. Um, I do think he has a future somewhere. I don't know if it's with Chelsea. I wish it was. Um, I still think that he's quality, but Tuchel just has his reasons, I guess. Um, I still think for $55, that's hard to go wrong on that. Definitely, that's a good good card, good price. Getting back to the cards that are on the rebound right now, we're looking at a hockey card, Alexander Ovechkin, PSA 9, Young Guns. This thing hit an insane price of $4,000 for a PSA 9. PSA 10s are probably just under 5 k now. Um, and quickly dropped way back down to around 1500 and all the way down to probably around like 11 or 1200 Recently, cards went up to around 2000 I think 1900 was the last sale with multiple selling over 15 So it definitely is on the rebound. I think people are going to be preparing for him to break the Wayne Gretzky scoring record here in the near future. I don't know if it's going to happen this season. I feel like the last time I looked at the at the records, he was probably like a two-season pace off. Um, but definitely, you know, could get some action with scoring, the but not coming. points. Goals, not points. Okay. No one's going to catch him in points. <laughs> Just ridiculous the amount of points he scored. Just making sure I wasn't understanding that incorrectly. No, no, you got. Um. Oh, yeah, he's 20 away from 800. I think he's still over like 50 or 60 away, though, from, from Wayne Gretzky's uh, total. I'd have to look for sure. Or, or Dylan, you can let me know, and I'll read that off. Uh, next card we're looking at here is one that is not on the chart again, but this is a 2019 Tops Gold Fernando Tatis rookie PSA 9. So for 216 on June 26, last night, once over 348. So he's nearing his return, or correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but I heard he was taking some batting practice in the minors. Uh, maybe nearing his return for this season to pair up with Juan Soto. I guess you could say trio with Machado and Juan Soto too. Uh, but just a card that I feel like a lot of people would have forgotten about through the middle of the season, through the dog days of summer, and now with uh, you know postseason around the corner, people are looking right back in um, at these Fernando Tatises. Will says, what are your schedules for lives these days? Just Monday afternoons. Will, we are on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube, and we are on at Sunday nights at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time. We do our FlipQuest episode on PWCC Weekly Auction. If you haven't came yet, we really recommend for you to come. It's actually... One of our most exciting pieces of content we do, and people love it. It's super fun time. Um, very rapid buying and selling, all that stuff. Uh, Gretzky's at 894, so yeah, definitely two seasons away at the minimum. Next up is soccer. We have a Lewandowski Kaboom PSA 9. Dropped down around $300 end of July right there, kind of in accordance with the national, but the last sale went up back up to 450 I uh, got in some game time with uh, Barcelona this past weekend, just yesterday, I think, in a friendly against the Pumas. Um, I think it's a South American team, but uh, he uh, he scored, I believe. I'd have to look at the statute again. But uh, once again, a card here that kind of hit a low right around the end of July. Last sale just rebounded a bit. You got this one, Nate. Unmute my guy. I've been muting so much for a little <laughs> coughs here and there. I forgot to unmute. Um, <clears throat> I've been. Li- I I wanted to get some older cards uh not too old 1982 is not that long ago um but uh 1982 lawrence taylor rookie bgs 95 here and you can see dipped um a steady dip from april into all the way to the bottom in july 22nd and then uh the 27th would have been like the start of the start of the national right it just jumped right back up end of july and the last sale has been a little bit lower, but it just goes to show you that not only is it ultra modern stuff that is having a rebound, 
but also vintage is having a, a rebound. If this is considered vintage, I'm not 100% sure. It, what we know is it's pre-1986, which I think means something, at least on the PWCC um, side of it, because they do the, the IAPL review for all cards 86 or before. Uh, Gabriel says, Pumas is from Mexico. Don't disrespect them or else. Apologies, not from South America, from Mexico. Thank you for correcting me. And Dylan says that Lewandowski is an on market. I don't think a lot of Bayern fans were enthused with him leaving. Yeah, uh, I don't think a lot were either. I heard as he was driving out the final time from the uh, Munich training ground, people were chanting him, uh, Holland Madrid for Real Madrid uh, versus Barcelona. So I guess people were quite upset about that. Man, I can't kind of- for a guy for years. He leaves and you just turn coat and run. I don't understand the whole thing behind that. I mean, he literally just like dominated for them in Germany, won all the different titles while he was there, and you disrespect the guy, but whatever. Um, Zion Williamson, we are actually already talked about this exact sale earlier. I forgot this was going to be in our uh, weekly auction recap, but that is the select that sold for <laughs> $1,000 more last night or $1,400 more last night than it did back in June. Well, Ray Allen action, Nate. hey so again, same line of Lawrence Taylor, just slightly newer. Wanted to get something from the 90s in here. And that little 90s basketball. Who doesn't love 90s basketball? And uh, who doesn't love the Bucks? Ray Allen, somehow the second greatest Buck to wear the number 34. Um, but we got a 1996 Fleer Metal rookie PSA 10 that was dipping pretty hard uh, starting in May, going into close to the end of July, but then shot right back up a day later. So uh, even if you don't want to consider the July 17th, it still was on a dip June 19th and is up uh, July 18th. So just more of the same. You never know, though. Sometimes one-off sale, you really never know what happens and leads to one sale going higher. Like the next sale might be back down to 60 bucks, or it'll stay up at 120 and then you say, oh, it really was an increase. Uh, but this one, Ricky Henderson, 1980 tops PSA nine. There are quite a few of these, as you can see in the last six months or the last sales logged on the chart here. Um, the centering on a lot of these are pretty tough though. So the nine does command a pretty awesome value around $2,500 uh, as these were not, you know, these were not like a fifties or sixties card, which was, you know, much harder to find graded copies. This was at 1980, which is kind of right around the highly printed cards were starting and uh, 1500 up to 2600 in the last, couple weeks now we must point out though with vintage so let's just say pre-1986 or even around there uh the eye appeal matters so much like that one that sold for like lower than 1500 could have been the most off-center psa 9 you could find and now the one that sold for 2500 could have been the most centered psa 9 you could find um just know that it does switch the prices quite a bit it could lead to 20 to 30 percent swings in the market quite quickly so uh, but still still a card on the rebound yep here's your baseball card nate yeah, so we put in Ronald Lucunia because he's been playing well. He hasn't been playing as spectacular as he has the last couple of years. I think his OPS was in the 830s last time I checked, whereas last year before he got injured, he was running 990 OPS. Um, but I wanted to put him in here because he hasn't been traded. There was no trade chatter around him like Juan Soto. Um, he's not a Bowman Chrome auto. Wanted to get something different here, so we got the Topps flagship foil. And yet you can still see that... <clears throat> June heading into July, it was bought, it was headed down, and end of July rising right back up. And not not for any like reason I can tell, not for any extended hot streak or anything like that. What's up, Michael Brown? How we doing? 
Next up, we got some Formula One to look at again. This is a Sapphire Gold Out 50 SGC 9.5 from the driver number two card. Um, basically, it does not say Grand Prix. It does not say driver of the day. Um, it is just a picture of the driver without any of the uh, yellow stuff on it. And it's like considered their driver number two card versus their portrait. But beside the fact, this sold for $590 back on June 7th. This is serial numbered 40 out of 50. And this is a pop one. And that pop one numbered 40 out of 50. So last night for $1,050 on PWCC's weekly auction. So maybe it could be a little bit of a different platform thing. Could be more of a post-national thing. Could be more of a Lewis Hamilton's podium five straight times. And people really enjoy his market uh, with him when he does well, which is happening sure. last year. So either way, I mean, substantial, substantial increase for the exact same card within two months right there. So congrats to whoever bought and sold that. Uh, nice job. All right, Devin Booker. We got a Kaboom PSA 9 here from 2018. Steady rise over the last year. Nate, any any thoughts here? Um, So I put this in because obviously it exploded uh, within like the last year and a half. Kabooms from 2018, 2019, 2020. Kabooms had, their, Kabooms had their moment. And then, Aaron, you and I talked about it. Uh, it seemed like they're kind of trending down a little bit. Um, from their from their height and yet you can see that even a card that had its moment was trending down is still on the uptick end of july kind of uh a little bit unexpected i think of all the cards i would have expected to have a rebound end of july kabooms would have been in last place i would probably happen to agree with that especially without as much as they were increased in price and also potentially devin booker i mean I don't know, third straight season now where the Suns are going to be good, but is there much like, oh, Suns are going to win the title talk this year? I feel like not too much about that. Maybe that's just me, though. Yeah. I, uh, you never know. You never know what happens. Uh, I mean, headed into the playoffs, it looked like the Bucks might win another championship, and then Chris Milton goes down, so you never know what will happen. That is 100% true. You really do never know. Uh, 2015 select... Uh, Messi here, Orange Out 149, PSA 10, end of the middle of July for 325 an auction there from Probstein on eBay. Last night in the PWCC Weekly, one of them, it's not the exact same picture, but it is the exact same card. I mean, still card number 65 just has the dark blue jersey instead of the normal, um, the, you know, light blue and white stripes down the jersey. It's sold for 690 which is a massive increase. It's over double. Um, I know Messi had a great debut for PSG in his opening game in League <laughs> One, uh, two goals and assists. The sick, the assist was sick. He had the mini bicycle kick for a goal for a second goal. And uh, if he can dominate this year, man, I, it'll be fun to watch his market because I know last year a lot of market uh, cap of him was lost with the kind of, I'd say, a little bit invisible season with his first season in League One. Oh boy, James Harden. Yeah. So again, of these last couple, I've been putting in for very specific reasons. Can you take a guess of why I put in James Harden? Uh, the only thing I could say is that he uh, signed an extension that gave him less money. I don't know. Um, I put him in because people just don't like him. <laughs> yeah. Just in general. Like, there's not many people that like James Harden left in this world, just like, you know, Kevin Durant, even though I like Kevin Durant. Um, you like Kevin so, Durant? I do like Kevin Durant. I, Since I, when? Uh, I thought, what? I used to not like Kevin Durant. And now I kind of like Kevin Durant because of how ridiculous he is on Twitter. Oh my gosh. You yeah. like a guy for his Twitter usage. 
Well, it's just because he's so he's so ridiculously unapologetic about it. Um, <laughs> okay, whatever. Move on. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so I put James Harden in here because I think it's interesting. We have both. We have two two factors here. One base card. I know it's 2009 tops base. That's underprinted, right? There was less of these than previous years because they were they were losing their license. Definitely, um, and they it was tops chrome and tops combined into one set. Okay, so you got that going for you, but it's a base card, and it's James Harden, and yet, despite those two things, you can still see end of July, August, a rise in price. A uh, huge drop from its its <laughs> six months ago, but still a, uh, a rise in price. From the- Seriously. Chief just said, have you guys ever heard of... Of the Nolan Ryan card set that has the black light ghost writing on them. I'm just wondering if this is a real thing or just a YouTube myth. I have not heard of that. Uh, anyone in the comments, feel free to let Chief know if that is real or myth. What's up, Any Given Punch? Been a minute since I've seen you too. Welcome back. And our last card for today is another non-sport here, Nate. Yeah. I, this was a very last-minute edition. Um, a little bit of Marvel action. I was looking for PMGs, and I stumbled upon a bunch of 1990s marvel universe ones and this had actually had the highest rise in the last month so i threw it in here um just to show that uh it was pretty steady it was pretty steady all month you can see that july that july little like bridge it's Mm -hmm. got going there and uh right into august what did it do it it popped right back up Little jump, and uh, I don't think you'd find too much uh, good news if you're looking for PMGs increasing in price. Those are still on the decline, and that Spider-Man just sold for 18k last week, and that sold for 72 uh, eight months ago or so, or nine months ago. And that is the last card we have in our bounce back sequence. Now, I do want to shout out really quick that if you do want to come and enjoy some soccer pack openings with us this week on Whatnot, please head over to the Whatnot app. If you've not downloaded it already, go to the description on this YouTube video or podcast. Hit the link and you can get uh, $10 free credit when you sign up for your account. And we'll be live on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time this week. Nate will be doing Wednesday. He'll be opening Merlin. He'll be opening Tops from Bundesliga and Tops Finest. And then I'll be opening on Thursday a full case of Tops Finest 2021 Soccer Hobby on, uh, well, not release day. Actually, release day is Wednesday, but we'll be doing it on Thursday. But they'll all be 50% off packs. Buy it now. So you're going to have to come. It's going to be a great time if you like soccer. And it's your chance to get some affordable packs at good prices. I think there should be Holland Autos in this set release. So I really hope we hit a Holland Auto for $10. That'd be insane. And then Friday, Friday we'll have a three-team break of Sapphire, the new Sapphire release. <laughs> Um, which should be a good time as well. Now, we do have a few minutes left. So please, if anyone has any questions at all about well, the card market, about um, you know cards increasing price, decreasing price, what we might think coming up in this upcoming seasons, whatever it is, feel free to drop some comments in the chat because we will just have an open Q&A session right now. And uh, Dylan says, also, thank you for the tip yesterday on the PWCC fixed price marketplace one of ones on there today i did receive an instagram message from dylan uh nate i mentioned yesterday like really quickly like hey if you like a player or collect someone or want to invest in someone check out the fixed price marketplace you never know what you'll find and dylan messaged me that he got a mike evans one of one triple patch auto for rookie for his collection and a chris godwin i think it was a uh, logo shield auto nfl logo shield auto oh wow. one of one i Pretty too thick. i too went looking on the pwcc fixed price marketplace uh today <laughs> Did not find the guys I was looking for, but Jackson Churio. 
I was looking for uh, Udoka Azubuki. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I just saw a Pop 1 Independence Day Shohei Otani PSA 10 just got an offer on there. Pop 1, Ooh. number 76. It's a 10K or best offer. What a card. Let's offer. Let's offer. <laughs> right, right. Michael Brown, what are your thoughts on Deshaun Watson price? Or what are Deshaun Watson prices looking like? 2017 select silver PSA 9 and 10 either or. Uh, let me look for you really quickly here. There was definitely some pop in his prices when it was announced he's only getting suspended for six games. The NFL just appealed it. Uh, obviously, Nate said last night, more of a formality thing or a safe face type of thing. We'll see what happens if it actually does get adjusted. Um, all I can say is that in the last quarter, um, in the last quarter, his select premier level PSA 10, this seems, kind of, I mean, up 117%. It says maybe one sale got popped for high by an hour auction. And then there was um, also some around 10% increases in some other select concourse silver PSA 10, just sold for 235, which is up for 171 from June 25th. Uh, so there you go, around 235 for a concourse PSA 10 right now. There you go. Have you heard anything new regarding the PSG set cards releasing? I have not. All I've seen was the pre-orders that went live on like Blood and DA for like 15K for a box. There's only like 240 boxes being created. Um, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything else of what they're going to release for on tops. Price-wise, when they're going to release, I really don't know. I think one day we're just going to wake up and they're just going to be there available for purchase. Um, did you see the 86 Fleer set 131 out of 132 cards? Sold PSA 10, sold for 200K in Golden. I did not. Uh, does is that every obviously that's everything less the Jordan, obviously, because the Jordan would sell for 200K alone. That's pretty crazy. I don't know how much that set would normally go for, but it sounds like a lot of money. <laughs> um, question from Dylan Who do you think the next Cooper Cup could be in terms of breakouts? Rashad Bateman, Kenneth Gainwell, maybe Nate. I feel like you might have a hot take for this. Oh. Cooper uh, Cup breakout basically means becoming the leading statistical receiver in the NFL. So, well, okay, not that, but can I say I'm on Ross St. Brown? That's a good call, man. He looks pretty nice. He Tell you what, he's, he's way better than his brother. He torched, he torched the Packers last year, and the Packers had a good defense. Yeah, that's totally true. Um, and Jared Goff is obviously he's going to be throwing him the football again this year. But if the Lions got a good QB in there, so I'm going with Amon Ross St. Brown. I like it. Uh, I got to pull up this, this chart here for, uh, I think it's Timo that asked about this one. Just so we can look at this card because the best thing about vintage cards, I think, is how nice the cards look. So why not look at them while we talk about them? Asked about the 53 Tops Mantle card. Now, Nate, I think you've been on record saying this is your favorite Tops vintage set created. Uh-huh. Very much so. <laughs> This is the uh, 53 PSA 4 we're looking at here of the mantle. Hover between 4,500 to 5K to 7K, 9K on one. So I'm sure that was like the most perfect PSA 4 you've ever seen. Uh, down to 4,700. Long term, Nate, I know that you might not be a vintage guy yourself, but do you think some of these, like, you know, this is obviously the second tops release of mantle ever? Kind of hard to go wrong, it sounds like. I would agree. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that cannot afford in any in any version a 52 mantle definitely i mean what a 52 male psa even a psa one is probably like 50 grand or something like that uh, uh, well probably not that high well i mean some have hit 42 it just depends on the eye appeal 22 to 42 okay so yeah exactly <laughs> and the 53 <laughs> you can get a psa3 for around 4k a psa1 for around 2k 
to me, like if you, I mean, this is if you're not a Bowman fan, which honestly, I kind of like his Bowman cards. Have you ever seen the 1951 or two Bowman, Nate? Not his rookie, the 51, but the 52 is just like a spectacular card. Yeah, it's just such a good card. Hmm. I love it. That's pretty sweet. I think it's awesome. <laughs> um, well, that's the 52 Bowman. The PSA 2 is around 2.2K. And then if you want to get a rookie, PSA 2 rookie of Mantle from 1950 Bowman, 1951 Bowman, it's around 12.6 to 15K. So there you go. We might not be the vintage uh, experts in the slightest, but at least we can look at the cards and say if we like them or not, based on the looks, that's for sure. It's true. Um, if there's any other questions, feel free to drop it in right now as we'll get a couple more answered, and then we will be going on uh, for the rest of the night. Um, no more have came in yet, so we'll just hang around for a couple more seconds and see what's up. But I just want to shout out one more time. Um, if you have not yet, like I said, the deadline is approaching for the August 15th submission for SGC for this month. Please go to slabsex.com slash grading now um, to go and uh, submit your cards while I'm here. I might as well just start the screen share to end the stream off. So if you go to slabsex.com slash grading. You're going to stumble upon this nifty little website right here. It's got an order form. You'll click start now. And you just type in the quantity of cards you want to grade. You can adjust it on page two as well. But if you put in five, you'll grade five cards. You select how many semi-rigid holders you need from us. If it's zero because you have semi-rigid, it's perfect. If it's five, you put five. Um, and then you click check the submission group. Uh, submission group, if you click the 15th, that means you want your cards to get shipped to SGC on the 15th. But they have to be to us by the 14th. If you click the 30th, that means that they'll get shipped to SGC on the 30th. And then you type in your IG or whatnot, username if you want to. Um, next up, you can either enter your cards manually, your year, self-explanatory, the set, you know, Bowman Chrome, player, Jackson Churio, attributes, base, or fractor at 499, or speckle, or blue, whatever it is, and then a declared value. Just put down an estimated value of the card post-grading. Um, and then if you don't want to do manual entry, you can also upload a Excel spreadsheet here too. That will save you some time. Just make sure to put in the total declared value. Um, if it's $2,000, you click next, you click check out, yada, yada, yada. There you go. You get your grading, you ship us the cards and make sure to read the FAQs if you have not already too. Yes, Tech, hoping his cards grade well for the PWCC auction. We hope they do for you too, as we'll be shipping those right to your uh, PWCC vault. You can also select that as an option if you want to. Any given punch, will you guys be attending the Burbank show? I think I asked this before, but checking again. Uh, we will not be. That's coming up very soon here post-national. Um, I think that I'm actually out of town anyways um, when that is going on, but I would love to go check it out at some point, whenever the next one is. I've never been to California before, so it would be a good opportunity opportunity to do so. Uh, but with that, uh, we'll just do the last one here from Dylan. Would you rather invest in soccer players, national team kit or club team kit? That's a great question. Uh, for me, it depends on who it is. You know, Mason Mount, I have like one card in his English kit. It's actually his rookie auto from Select, which I think is one of his best cards. They're so short print. It's one of his only, if not his only, rookie logo uh, with the English kit on. Um, but it just depends, like I said. What has the player done for each place? How long has he been in the club for? Is he a club legend? Is he a national team legend? It just really depends, honestly. Um, but, yeah. All right, Nate. You ready to right. call it quits? Actually, let David brought up a good point here just to end off the stream. Ignoring the current financial climate is a mistake, which I will say we do point it out quite a bit through all of our different content. If it's through Instagram posts, if it's through uh, emails, the Daily Slab on YouTube, we bring up a lot. 
But he says, not just cars, but all investments. Art, cars, stocks, and all investments are changing. I think cars have done pretty good. So, David, with a nice little caveat there that I would actually happen to agree, rare cards are holding up pretty good through this, depending on what it is and what the uh, I will say this. In regards to stocks, just checked my 401k for the first time. Um, and uh, it was actually up, which was surprising. Um, a number of the stocks I'd invested in. Now, obviously, it had been higher. It had been higher before, but from what I had invested in them till now, um, it was up. And uh, if you would have asked me two months ago, a month and a half ago, I'd have been getting hammered. So there you go. Um, there is at least a little bit of rebound in a lot of places. And I want to point out that tomorrow, I believe it should be going up tomorrow, is our marker report for July on 137pm.com. Um, the blog it will be very good. This is a really good market report, recapping the national, recapping the changing market, the data, all that stuff. I point out in that market report that cards often lag behind the changing market of both stocks and stuff like crypto because stocks and crypto are super liquid and can reflect changes in the markets immediately. For cards, it takes time. Um, transactions in the card space are not super fast. And for them to get logged on to indexes and sales to happen and auctions to close, all that stuff takes weeks, if not months. Um, and then by the time that we look up two months from now, we might be seeing the effects of the stock market going really well in July because it was a good increase in July. Uh, so I just want to point out that the car market, you know, we could be sitting here and looking at some green pretty soon because of that. So very excited to do some more live streams in the future. And just want to thank everyone once again for joining tonight's Slab Stocks Live at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. For our next live stream coming up, it will be on Sunday for the Flip Quest number 30 at 9.45 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs> if you don't want to wait until then, be sure to download Whatnot and check out our breaks and different uh, pack openings starting at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. With that, have a great rest of your week, and we will talk to you all next time. See you guys.